0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, October 8, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. The Pulse and Wall Street bailout will take weeks to get rolling, but markets are in crisis now. But are credit markets really frozen? If the bailout fails in its large task, what should a plan B look like? And are the villains that some say led us into this crisis really to blame? William Poole, former president of the St. Louis Federal Reserve and current Cato Institute senior fellow, comments.
1: In searching for a plan B, I think we should not search for a single magic bullet or magic cannon that will uh, fix all the problems everywhere. I think we need a variety of approaches. Uh, Each individual one, uh, we hope, will be constructive and help us uh, ease our way out of this financial crisis. One that I would look at would be some tax relief in the corporate tax law that would allow companies that are taking losses this year to uh, carry those back against prior year profits and get some refunds of taxes paid in prior years. That would produce a direct cash input from the Treasury to troubled firms. I think we should look at direct equity uh, infusions of capital. That is, the Treasury could buy common stock in companies, uh, distressed banks particularly, and they might buy uh, a certain number of shares, let's say to avoid abuse at 5% below the closing price of that bank share last Friday or something like that. And the banks needing capital then get a direct infusion of equity capital. I think there are other ideas in the tax system that could be pursued, but uh, we definitely need to have a plan B. The Treasury has so committed to the current proposal that it can't just run away from it. So I think the Treasury needs to continue with implementation of the current proposal, but it needs to be ready immediately to add other elements to the plan, and some of the $700 billion that has been voted by the Congress could be used in these other plans.
0: Where we are now, the narratives going around are, one, credit markets are frozen, and one of the key villains of the current financial crisis is Graham Leach-Bliley, which repealed Glass-Steagall. Could you just evaluate those two two
1: claims? Sure. Uh, Credit markets are frozen. Uh, I think that's an exaggeration. Uh, I think that it is certainly true that there are many borrowers who would have been able to borrow money a year or two ago. Uh, who are not able to borrow money now. On the other hand, if you look at the data, it's not that activity has gone to zero. There are still people who are able to borrow money. There are still people, uh, firms, banks that are lending money. So frozen is an exaggeration, or at least if it's frozen, it's not frozen at absolute zero. Uh, It's not that cold out there. Uh, It's cold, but not that cold. In terms of the banking regulation, uh, the uh, repeal of Glass Steagall, uh, it's interesting. Of course, Glass Steagall was passed in the early 1930s as a reaction to the collapse on Wall Street and the collapse of many banks. And the argument at that time was that the uh, investment banking operations of commercial banks had created a lot of these losses and had destabilized the banks and led to their failure. And that Uh, led to uh, Glass-Steagall, which forced the separation of commercial and investment banking. Now, uh, quite interestingly, the uh, investment banks have all either merged into commercial banks or have uh, converted to commercial bank charters. So uh, the uh, separation of commercial banking and investment banking may actually have been part of the uh, problem at the beginning of the day, uh, rather than a source of stability uh, for the markets. Let, let me make a, a general comment. and uh, the, uh, the markets have been very unstable. Um, uh, as we talk uh, today, the stock market is down a lot. It was very volatile, lost a lot last week as well. There's no question that times are very tough and very difficult and indeed uh, scary. But if we go back to the very uh, basics of economic analysis, we should start with the observation that the population, uh, the skills of the workforce have not been affected. There may be some. There are quite a few people who have lost their jobs already, and there may be, uh, and they, and we will have some more job losses most likely. But those people who become unemployed are not suddenly unemployable. They have the same skills that they had when they uh, walked out the door because they uh, lost the job. The physical capital in the country is intact. The uh, plant and equipment, the buildings, the Uh, the airline, uh, the airliners, the runways, the uh, transportation infrastructure, all the rest of it. All of that capital is intact. It hasn't been blown away in a nuclear war. So the real economy is there, uh, unaffected by the financial turmoil. Moreover, the underlying strength of our political institutions and our uh, democracy have not been affected. The democracy is having strains in dealing with this situation, but fundamentally, we are uh, a free society with an enormous amount of political stability. The entrepreneurial culture in our society, the inventiveness, the rewards from making good business decisions have not been affected. So all the basics of the U.S. economy that are responsible for our prosperity are still here. They have not been destroyed by the financial turmoil. And once we get the financial system straightened out, and that will happen in due time, I can't tell you when, but it will happen, then the underlying strength of the U.S. economy will again take over, Uh, production will advance, uh, employment will grow, and the Uh, entrepreneurial spirit in the United States will continue to invent and bring to market new products, new processes. That is the strength of our economy, and it is untouched by the financial turmoil.
0: William Poole is former president of the St. Louis Federal Reserve and current Cato Institute senior fellow. You can read more of his work at cato.org.